0: Alright. <laughs> Let's just get this clap. That way we can line up the audio and the video afterwards. It makes it easier.
1: Alright, for sure. You good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs>
0: Maybe take a sip of water first. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Alright. Welcome back to Conversation and Calculation Episode 7. We are not live, we are being recorded.
1: Why doesn't our guest introduce themselves? So, we got here Eli Longman from New Jersey, third year YU, sports type of guy. You know me, I'm all out and about. I love meeting everyone. Uh, new discussions all the time. Anything bring my way, I would love talking about. And I mean, you're about to get some of that right here. Um, other than that, I uh, love business. You know, I got a stock club, YUSC. And um, a bunch of the guys here in this apartment run some other clubs, Business Ethics Society. Wow. These guys are in Tamid, and uh, yeah, it's run by great leaders here, and another leader hosting me right now. Oh, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, here we are. All right, dope. So what club do you run? The YUSC, Yeshiva University Stock Exchange basically just a big whatsapp group um where people talk about stocks you know day of the day through the week that's cool do you guys ever have any events yeah we've had speakers in the past oh really yeah that's mad cool yeah a few different times and we hope to get a a bunch of different speakers this coming semester okay fire like who have you had in the past um we've had these crypto traders on youtube um and these guys basically were the ones who got into the squeezes on the AMC and GME and uh. yeah, it's like you know like this dude who knows all about the meme stocks and like he became really big because he made a lot and he learned something online like he became like technically good with reading the charter whatever that it was the guy had something good to say, brought him on board and he had a lot to talk about. We also had other like investors and other guys out there that are like professional and gave their opinion, their advice, their take on the markets, and how they engage with uh, trading stocks or any form of making money through the markets. That sounds really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great way to uh, keep on building your wealth, it's learning about stocks.
0: Definitely. What, what is it called? Um, not nuts. Not, uh,
1: what type of income is it? Passive income. Passive income. Yeah, 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 passive income. But some people do this as a full-time job, so this is, like... Do like,
0: they still really have, like, day traders and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, these retail traders or some of these guys are pulling in seven-figure portfolios, like, yearly, like, consistent but it's, basis.
0: it's not like in the movies, right, with, like, all of them running around the stock exchange, like, hey, buy, sell, or, you know, papers flying everywhere. No, okay, <laughs>
1: like, so, like, th- those are, like, all the big boys who, like, play with the institution money, like... Oh okay. Yeah, like the retail traders, I would say it's like new and young money. But I would say like the big boys have like you know accumulated that by making successful um, moves with their money, and just to like see how much these guys are hedging on the market. Like you know when they say these whales in the market, when like, you see people talking about whales in BTC and like you know trading in the Nasdaq and spy, like these guys really move the market. Like these guys, like let's just say one trader, like. I think one time on outstanding sh- shares, and this one insider owns, like, there was, like, probably, like, 500 million, like, shares to own, and this guy's out here, like, 50 to 100 million, you know, like, you're talking, like, almost a fifth of, like, the pie that this one guy could have. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <they> <laughs> I, I understand now. why they call them, like,
0: beached whales.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, they go in the ocean when they want, and they come out on the shore to calm down, I mean, that's That's, like, that's crazy, I... I, I the
0: amount of wealth, I I, I can't even begin to like understand it. I'm very new to the stock market myself. Mm -hmm. Like I started, uh, you know, a couple of ETFs and small, small things like that. Um, so like, I'm curious, do you, do you do this like full time? Or is this more of like a hobby for you?
1: Oh, for me? Yeah. So like, I'm not like a hundred, like too successful, like trading, like, I've made some like really good moves in the past where like, I haven't been afraid to engage and make that trade, you know, like the past year, I'm up a little bit, like overall, like I'm not doing like the best, but, um, like if I had real money to play around with, then I would be letting that sit in a bunch of other stocks. But since I'm not, you know, using a lot of money, I don't have that much capital yet. I still got to grow it in you know, the bottom to the top. Um, I like just like, you know, small options. Sometimes I'll trade a stock here and there, but it's really been options a lot recently. You know, like some options like Peloton, you know, Facebook, when they drop like 20 plus percent, those contracts go up thousands of percent, which means that you could literally buy for like $35 a contract, and it could be worth like 2000 you know, dollars later on. Like imagine you bought like a 100 of that, you'd be sitting on like over like a million dollars. Wow. <laughs>
0: crazy when you think about compounding the way the way it works it's it's ridiculous
1: yeah so you know like we just get ourselves into a company we bring our skills there and then we know we use that money to like invest and like that would be the best way to build your portfolio and accumulate it over time
0: sounds really cool so i'm curious are you also into like crypto and and uh what are they called nfts and stuff like that
1: Okay, I definitely have, like, played around with crypto enough to know, like, what is crypto and how does it work. I have not explored the NFT space. I just, like, am not, like, that very techy on the computer to, like, draw things out. Because, like, I'm not sure how these NFTs are made, but they're made through some kind of digital platform, obviously. Right. And, like, sometimes, you know, you see on the screen, I saw a couple times, like, they zoom in, like, or no, they were zooming out of the photo like five different times. And like within one frame of the picture, there's another one when you zoom out, it's like the trippiest thing because like it makes the NFT like, so like there's so many different layers, like an onion. There's eight different like picture scenes. Fascinating. The whole thing. Yeah. Fascinating.
0: So would you be able to explain to me what on earth an NFT is? Because (laughs) I've tried to wrap my mind around it. How like, okay, I get it. It's, is it just clout is it all clout
1: okay in my eyes i see it. it is a clout game for sure because it's about what brand or what logo or what kind of recognition is going to keep on getting passed on because the board ape or whatever i don't know how that thing hit like how they hit now but they're like the most valuable nfts on the market they trade for stupid prices people will pay stupid amounts of some money for it. I don't know what makes it so valuable, but it's an online piece of art, basically, where, like, someone sketched it out, and, like, they made it pretty complex, and, like, you can play around with the NFT, like... They even have the physical ones where you could get them in the mail now and have a little thing, and it's, like, a LED thing and, like, lights up as an NFT. And, like, that's your personal, like, thing. It's supposed to be, like, no one else can, like, have whatever you have, whatever you paid for, it, if it's not, like, replicated. But high chances are easy to replicate because... Well, that's that's the beauty of the blockchain, that it, it's
0: impo- it's impossible to replicate an authentic version. You can replicate things just like in real life. You, you can replicate paintings. Mm. You, you have forgeries all the time. Mm. The thing is that with, an, with a blockchain, it'll be labeled. So only the original one will be the original one. It'll be distinguishable like that.
1: Mm. So... <laughs> it's it, it like... It's honestly wild how expensive that market has gotten. It's probably over ten billion to like twenty billion now at this point in just like market value, like how much money is flowing around in that system. You know, as compared to like crypto or like stock market, like they're still way and above, but like that's become a part of the stock market now because companies are now like buying NFTs, like, like um, their websites and they're selling them and they're finding out like ways to make money in this market but uh i'm very curious to see like what big companies are going to do anything like about the nft like how is it going to become more relevant with everyone else's life nowadays you know what i mean
0: i hear that i definitely hear that
1: yeah
0: i don't know just some of these nfts throw me off like uh whatever we're not going to throw any names out (laughs) but like i i just don't understand the appeal I could understand the appeal of owning digital property that's famous, but something that's not famous, why would you want to own it? That's what, I, that's what I'm trying to understand. I could understand owning a piece of physical art where you appreciate the craftsmanship. That would be the, the motivation to, to buy something is if you appreciate it or, or if you want clout.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My point is that there, there's no real appreciation
1: in NFTs, but there is clout. It's so cloud. It, it, I mean, it all, like, everything starts with, like, a trend. Like, something just somehow gets trendy, and it probably always starts from someone with a lot of followers on Instagram. So, it, it's, it's phenomenal,
0: because I've
1: been thinking about
0: it. Just realize how much influence these influencers have. Mm-hmm. We call them influencers, right? And we think that they're, you know, just, like, kids on the, you know, on YouTube who our kids watch, Logan Paul drops an NFT, it shifts the market. So like, <laughs> you can laugh all you want, but the amount of influence that these influencers have is, is mind boggling.
1: Yeah, man, like, you know, like that YouTuber, Logan Paul, that guy's pulling in, he's got his new drink prime going on, looks like a nice little drink to go for. Maybe it, try it I, I think it's
0: just a copy of body armor
1: just a copy of, yeah of body armor it probably has like basically the same ingredients i bet that's how they made the drink in the first place and you just put your own name on it and you know you take that like like he's got the maverick prime and like other stuff going on you know that that's what it is like you're putting your label on something and saying like that's mine you know like you can start it whatever you want and like that's like, your company and like if this goes for nfts you know i mean I think NFTs are where it's at, I think that we do have to say that, and I think that we have to acknowledge that businesses for some reason like this, I think it's more of an entertainment purpose, but the people that have the money to spend on these things, like, they'll buy it. Like, they think it's cool, they find value in it, because like, there's nothing else that's doing it for people. I mean, listen, there, there's no denying it, there
0: is value. Th- there is value there. Mm-hmm. Are you interested in picking a card? Yeah, sure. All right, pick a card, any card.
1: Read it out loud. All right, tell me about a time that you fought for yourself.
0: Tell me about a time you fought for yourself.
1: Pretty cool cards.
0: Yeah, great, great conversation prompts.
1: Right. Yeah, Yeah, dude, so, um, fought for myself. That's a good one. Um... I would probably say that. Uh...
0: Need a minute to think about it, cause I got a good one.
1: All uh, right, yeah, for sure. All I'm right, go first.
0: Seventh grade. I'm walking down the hall, in between classes, right, and I get held back by somebody from behind me. Then a kid comes from in front of me, and starts punching me in the stomach, right. Mm-hmm. So. I'm this little nerdy kid, so at first I'm just like taking it, and then I start wrestling to try and get out, right? One time I actually break free, my my, my fist connects with somebody's face, and that guy went screaming to the principal that I punched him in the face.
1: But like, did you show him your face after? Like, were you all messed up too? No,
0: they were punching me in the stomach. Oh, so you
1: just clocked him.
0: Yeah, so I literally just clocked this guy in the middle of the
1: hallway. And... I mean, he had it coming for him. Like, it sounded like he was messing with you for some
0: reason. No, 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 no. no. A, a different guy. Different guy. Just a random guy walking down the hall.
1: Oh, it, was, it wasn't It was the guy who was punching Wasn't me, the guy right? who was punching me. Yeah. <laughs> that changes everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Wow, yeah, so. So, so I punched this random guy in the hall mm-hmm. right, What I was actually just wrestling free So I get called into the principal's office And he starts talking to me He's like, you know, Ellie, I can't believe you did something like this This is so not your, your style This is, you know, y- you're usually such a good kid I don't know what's gotten into you And I'm just sitting there silent the whole time I'm like, I'm not, I'm not giving into this I'm not giving into this. I like I I didn't care, I was getting
1: in trouble, right? <laughs> I didn't you're care. You're in the office with a principal was, and you're like, I already know i that stuff so yeah. Like, yeah,
0: and I'm like, you know what? I, I don't care. I don't care. But then I started to care. <laughs> then I started to care, and I was like, yeah, maybe it's not a good idea if I get in trouble. So I told the principal the whole story. At first he didn't believe me. I mean, I, I'm totally lying when I say that. He believed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he believed me, and he was like, oh, if that's the case, then all right, sorry, you're not in trouble. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, would have been more epic if he would have not believed me, and whatever, whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> so that was the oh, time I dude. fought for myself. It wasn't really much fighting, but I, I had to stand up for myself.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you're not in the wrong that you tried to get out of that... Uh you know, guy, and like, kind of do some self defense, but, you know, like you could say a casualty got in the way, or just a, a guy who was not part of the implication. I mean, can I ask why was this guy like going off on you? Like, did you like take his lunch or something? Or did you no, say his shoes weren't cool. Like, I she... was really nerdy, and I got picked on. Oh, so like you were just saying like, oh, I was a nerd, and you know, it get it, like that gave him the right to do whatever he did. I don't know I'm not saying I gave him the right. What I'm saying is that is that when I hit that kid in the face,
0: I felt bad.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I felt yeah. bad, but I didn't think it was my fault. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I guess that would take you also out of the past nerdy stage, because like once you do that, that kind of makes you, hit you a into kid in like the someone else. You're just like <laughs> kind of a badass on the sideline for a couple of days until like <laughs> the <like> wears off. <laughs> yeah. That's sweet, though, you know? So, like, other kids know, like, wow, like, you got to defend yourself. Like, it's not cool. I mean, obviously, it, that was not, you know, part of what should have happened. You know, like, mistakes happen. Um, but you can learn that you shouldn't just go around, you know, punching other people or just picking on anyone else, you know? Like, you should always stand up for yourself deep down. Fight back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. All right, so how about the time? What was the time that you fought for yourself?
1: All right, so couple times, public school, after, You went to public school? Yeah, I shifted after I went to yeshiva for like, most of my life.
0: Oh, that is fascinating. We have got to discuss that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So after that, when I went into public, you know, like, somehow, like, some kids get the sense like, oh, like, you know, this guy is Jewish. And like, I wasn't wearing a yarmulke in public school. And like, kids would just like, somehow like, know something like that, like I was Jewish. I, i don't know how they knew i was jewish i don't know if they heard from other people like about me but like this guy's just new and then they're like in the classroom sometimes trolling they're like jew boy jew boy and i'm just like looking over like yeah like what <laughs> so i'm just like kind of like in my seat a little uncomfortable because you know i'm not like i'm not like i know everyone there yet i kind of like just get there and so like i'm in the classroom and like you know I, I hear this kid saying this and i'm just ignoring him and then at one point he keeps going and like you know at one point like I'll just look at him and I'll just stare at him and now like maybe shut him up for a little bit you know like sometimes you just got to give some kind of intimidation and like you know I'm feeling intimidated and then like he probably feels a little intimidated back at me because like you know like I say things later on like at first I was taking most of the heat but you know at one point like I stood up for myself a little bit and I said like yo like you know it's not cool to be doing that and like you gotta like respect other people's religion you know ethnicity and anything like that so like there's no reason to hate on like culture backgrounds cause like I'm only trying to bring positive influence and like that's what I've always been about I, I've never been about you know harming or being in anyone's bad point of view I've always been trying to be on a connecting level building a good relationship so you know it's like unnecessary when that kind of stuff runs into you in life and but later on like you know a couple years go by and like I have an awesome like you know, last year. I have an awesome like year in Israel and then like I have an awesome first two years here and then, you know, taking off the semester before, now we're back in action now. And so like, you know, just give you a little rewind and recap.
0: Wow. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, so you just overcome that kind of stuff that other people try to tell you that you're you know, you're this or you're that like doesn't matter, like you gotta stand up for what you believe in and like if he's talking about being jewish you know like i stand up for what i believe and you know i'm not gonna let somebody to troll me for being jewish you know like i don't know like where that hate comes from like you know that's all i hear growing up as a kid as a jewish boy 2000 to now 2022 like you know that's all you hear about nowadays you're it's not like jews gotta praise or love i mean it, you look online and you'll see like noble like i don't know what kind of reward that is but that's like something with prestigious knowledge or something like that and like if a bunch of those guys have done it and then a bunch of jewish guys are doing well nowadays and like that's enough for me to live and say like you know like i believe in my people and anyone else that's gonna tell us we can't do whatever after you know crazy past two you know like freaking a holocaust and like always getting kicked out of towns and always getting me hate on for who knows what reason but uh I guess you could just say that we like God, and that's our ambition out here, really, just to spread the word of God. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I can't even begin to fathom what it must have been like, because I went to the yeshiva system my whole life. Mm -hmm. So I've primarily only been surrounded by other Jewish kids, other Orthodox kids. You know, so like... I don't even, I don't even know what it, what it means to like, have
1: to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, uh, definitely makes your your balls grow, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, you know, it definitely establishes like a mental toughness, like, you know, like more than just a self-discipline kind of just like literally uprootedly tough. Not just on yourself, but like around like your awareness. Like at least for me in my past, that's kind of what it's done for me. Like always been aware. You know, even in Israel, I had to be aware a couple times, like where I was at. You know, just keep your head woke because like you hear about these things that will happen, and it happens to like less than like half a percent of a population around the world. Like these things that happen are so like small. Like as in, it's not gonna happen like a hundred of us. It might happen one in like three thousand or whatever. But it's not common at all. You get the point I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I just, like, don't really get why, um, you know, it's always, like, such a big talk. You know, like, in my eyes, like, perspective, I just, like, feel that I, I have a strong perception of what's going on around me. And I never really understand, like, intuitively deep down, like, where someone's act of craziness could come from like it all comes from their brothers or siblings or fathers or parents or like older relatives but like you know just like to see it run through someone's system like to, to be all hating and stuff and then you got the complete opposite or somebody's just trying to spread love and peace and positivity like two different sides of the spectrum and I feel like that always collides so I feel like that's worth mentioning. Wow. Yeah.
0: So when did you uh, switch to public school?
1: after ninth grade.
0: Wow. And until then you had been in the yeshiva system?
1: Yeah.
0: Fascinating.
1: Yeah.
0: Were you in a co ed school or uh
1: Yeah it was co ed oh no no, no, uh, no, no, oh, no before yeah before
0: yeshiva. You were also in a co ed okay so that that wasn't new to
1: you. Yeah no I mean like there is more girls in the next school for sure. Okay. Fascinating. Now what what prompted that?
0: And it, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, what, like, initialized me to leave at first? Yeah. It was, like, a little bit repetitive at one point. Like, the routines in the morning, because, like, you'd have a lot more classes to take in general compared to, like, a public school. Like, you'd be taking on, like, three to four-plus courses. you get out at five after, you know, when I was in ninth grade, and, like, that was just wild to stay in school until five. And just, like, kind of realized that, like, there was another option where you could get out of school around like two or two forty or something like that. So it was like intim like like it was intimidating to be, you know, in my old yeshiva. Like it gave me a lot of lessons and uproot but I just felt like at one point I wanted to change. I wanted to like go outside of the bubble and I wanted to see like other stuff around the world and explore more about myself. Um I don't know, I just felt like it feels a little bit restricting, like you, you, I don't know if you get that sense sometimes. Like even still growing up Jewish, you can still feel like you're very restricted, even though you have so much love for everything that like, you know, God has given you, you know, Baruch Hashem and all that. You just like still realize that it's a lot of challenges ahead.
0: <clears throat> I hear that, and I definitely hear how people can feel that it's restricting. The way that I view it is, is that it's a regimen. Like, athletes have, have their regimen to keep them in tip-top shape, mm-hmm. physical shape. So, I believe that from a spiritual and a humanitarian perspective,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yiddishkeit is that regimen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely feels like that is because if you integrated all this inside of your knowledge, then... It makes you a better person it makes you see the world in a different light It gives you a lot of balance and uh you said it very well <laughs> thank you yeah so so th- that's what prompted it and then what was your initial experience like Uh initial experience was like got picked on a little bit for being jewish and then at one point like as another year went by i'm like oh like there's literally another whole bunch of like jewish kids and like i felt like like, they were low-key about it. Like, it wouldn't be, like... I would know that immediately. Like, it t- takes time for me to, like, notice those things. But, like... They were, like, more like me, honestly. Compared to, like, any other kid who wasn't Jewish and was picking on me. Like, I was still, like, friendly with other kids who weren't Jewish. Like, I was cool with that. You know, like, they got a lot of cool things to talk about. And it's, like, nice to meet them and, and explore. Um, But I just didn't really understand... Um, why, uh... At first, like... You know, like guys do that. I mean, like I do get it. You know, I'm I'm like way past it now. But my second year, it got better, and uh, my third year was really good. At end of the second year, you know, in the summertime, just hang out with friends a lot, I go to pools and parties, and you know, hanging out. That's so cool. That's so cool.
0: That's like a, it's like a you know, movie high school experience.
1: Yeah uh i guess you could kind of say that because a lot of like my friends and a lot of the kids that i knew like you know it was like some some fun places and cool places that we were at all together it was like some well um rounded parties (laughs) i mean like you know like i'll say the word party or you could say the word social occasion but like it's really like you know like going out and meeting people like at another kid's house or like at some event and then like later on in school you know see them and you just say like what's up like how you doing like you know so it, it's like a very similar experience to like college like as in if I compare it to just yeshiva like it's a huge difference
0: right air that I, I'm sorry I'm just like I'm trying to understand but like I, so um, I guess all of our viewers will understand but yeah. like <laughs> if there are any like non-orthodox listeners out there To understand the 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 utter paradigm shift that is switching from yeshiva to public school it's like it's like different worlds
1: yeah man like it's just like it feels like there's like this thing over your head like until you get there and then like it opens up and like it lets you see everything outside of the yeshiva world because there's no doubt it's two different worlds it's very like secluded as in, like, that's what it's about because, like, it's not like main people on, you know, media and all the influencers have anything to do with Torah or praying, like, they never mention that kind of stuff, and, like, Judaism is about that more than 50% of the time like, I don't know, it, It's kind of what it feels like, so it's, like, hard for them to relate um, but then again, like, I'm not always doing that kind of stuff, you know, like, I'm living like a Jewish balanced life, and, like, I'll, like I still like to meet, you know anyone else out there because, you know, people with other religions have other different views. They probably have a lot of good things to say. You know, like, I met a lot of good people in my life that that definitely weren't Orthodox. And, um, I met, a, I met you know, like, probably, like, 50 that I, like, built, like, a somewhat of a relationship with, like, I would say over my life that, like, I could confidently say, like, a number of... <laughs>
0: It's weird, but like, th- especially the way we're talking about. We keep saying them and they and, and it's yeah, like
1: I'm I'm like it's it's I'm, it's, not, it's just so. Of it.
0: yeah I, I I get it. It's just it's this very weird balance between like, you know, like, are we a different race? Are are we just a different ethnicity? Like, what are we? To the point that like, we're able to say they not in a derogatory or pejorative way, mm-hmm. but merely just as, you know, an exclusion from the self. Like, I disassociate from that group.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like that's... If you're, like, Russia, and you're saying, like... Like, like if, if Russia's talking for his country, like, that guy, I mean, I'm Vladimir Putin, if he's talking for his country, and he's on stage, and he's looking out at everyone, and he says, like they can say whatever they want but we mother Russia are the strongest and he says they he probably means like the US if I had to think about it like other people might do it by color or other people might do it by your religion or people in your community or like you know guys and girls that are like a friend group or something like that like I don't know what the scenario is but they kind of feels like you're saying it's another group of people that's outside of your group whatever's in your community whoever you contact you know, like, they, you know, don't know. It's a very broad word.
0: Yeah. I, I just find it to be so fascinating the, the way that we're, like, the very mechanism of this conversation. <laughs> Shout out to the name of this podcast. Shout out. <laughs> conversation and Calculation. Um, but, yeah, I just find it fascinating the, the way that we are able to, when I say we, I mean you and I, are able to, like, feel this this difference. mm mm-hmm that there are between Jews and non-Jews.
1: Yeah, I mean, have you met a lot in your life?
0: See, it's so funny. It sounds like we're talking about a foreign species. It sounds like we're talking about a foreign species. Like, how how many have you ever met in your life? Well,
1: that's just because, like, we're students at a fully Jewish That's conference. what
0: I'm saying. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's, it's so no, crazy. Not. It's so crazy. But, yeah, I have met, like... Under three digits worth of guyam.
1: Really? Under three digits. Like, 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 met, like, like, actually got to know.
0: Meaning, yes, of course I've come across people in the street all the time and I say good morning and whatever. Yeah. But I mean, like, people who I actually know somewhat well,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. less than three digits. That's wild. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. But what else do you expect? Like, I'm actually proud. Like, I'm proud. Like, yo, I have a couple of, of guyish friends, you know? And, like, whatever, I spoke to my guyish friend named Boris. Like,
1: <laughs> whatever well, that was. Well, uh. no, like, 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 I'm, like, dude, I, I feel like we're all kind of, like, the same at the end of the day. It's, it's like, I don't know if you should be proud. Like like Like, it's good to be proud, but if you're... No, no no, proud that I'm Jewish. I'm not saying that I'm proud oh, that I'm oh, not oh, proud. Yeah, yeah, proud that
0: I'm Jewish. I'm not saying that I'm proud that I am proud that i am jewish i am not saying that i am proud that i do not know a lot of Gaim. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I'm not saying I'm proud I don't know a lot of Gaim. In fact I want to meet more. Alright? Mm-hmm. And when when I say the word Gaim, I just want to, you know, make a disclaimer I'm using it in the least pejorative and derogatory way out there it's literally just the 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 Hebrew terminology for non-jews
1: yeah it, it's just a concept, concept of separation of difference you know? yeah <laughs> yeah
0: so like I don't know and I actually pride myself on like you know having in 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 work gotten close with with non-jews out there but even that like I'm proud of and that's less than three digits. I mean, that's, that's all the stuff that I worked on. Like, it didn't come naturally. I, I, was, I went from a religious uh, elementary school to religious middle school, religious high school, religious post high school, to religious college, okay? I've spent my entire life within the system. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's just crazy to think, that, like... But you, like, watch like, <laughs> sports or any TV shows or movies? Yeah, but it was it was always relegated to that. It was like game exists in movies. They exist on an online world. Like, exactly. That was it. That was it. And all the people in the street... Okay, they're whatever. They're just people in the street. But, like, they didn't actually have, like, lives and stories and families that they cared about. They were just people on the street. Mm. But, like, an actual... Non Jew that had a life and had a family and had friends and aspirations, that was very few and far between. Hmm. And it's just fascinating to, to see the difference. Right. I, I'm just curious. We, we got to milk this. Like other differences from like being outside of the system.
1: Like, yeah, dude, it, don't get me wrong. Like, there's, it, it's, 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 it's not run like a public system. Like, you go to a Jewish school you're getting taught like the Torah all day long like they're not getting taught that so like you're learning about the aspect of God while in school in a public school or whatever and like another private institution maybe that's Christian like I'm sure if it's a private institution that's Christian they have like you know Christian teachings in the morning, like, they read from their Bible or something. Right. And, like, every time I say, like, their Bible, you know, like, there I am going again and saying they're, you know, not even realizing (laughs) it. But it's just basically based off of, like, where you stem from, like, where your roots go back to. So, like, that kind of goes to say, like, okay, this is our group. Okay, other people, you know, Vatican City, they're like, this group, I don't know, Catholic or Christian, all the difference of that, but they got some kind of separation. You know, maybe someone's talking about, like, their Christian stuff, and they say they want to change this and that about the rules. Like, maybe they're referring to the other half of the group. Like, maybe there's a split. Like, for us, like, we know there's, like, five different levels of, like, I don't know, like, as I see it, there's around five or six levels of, like, Judaism. You know, you got Chabad, you got Hasidim, you got people who know Yiddish. I mean, that's a different kind of a Jew. Um, You got modern Orthodox Jews, you got conservative Jews, you got the Reformed Jews. You know like it like as i see it like here's the orthodox level and the Hasidim and like the very religious guys who just like fully like tap their mind into that and that is their life they learn to do that as compared to like a modox you're still kind of involved with like outside life so like you got a different taste of life and then you got conservative and reform where conservative is just saying like all right like we're doing a 50 50 and then reform is kind of like all right, we're just gonna kind of change it up a little bit, like kind of however we want it.
0: It's so crazy because the the world that I'm coming from, like, we wouldn't even put reform and conservative and orthodox in the same sentence.
1: Oh yeah, like that might even be a little bit like for like you're probably right on that. Like it probably needs to say. I'm
0: I'm not I'm not saying that that whether they should or should not be. All I'm saying is that, is that. Like it's just fascinating again to see another manifestation of being outside of the system, suddenly broadens your definition of what it means to be a yid, and that's that's something that's very special,
1: mm-hmm. something
0: that's very special that 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 a lot of a lot of from people have to learn, that like. Just because their version of Judaism is different than yours, doesn't make them any less Jewish. Mm-hmm. So. I just find it fascinating to to see these different manifestations of of what it's like to be outside the system. Right. So do continue.
1: Uh yeah, dude. So like that just brought up an idea inside of my mind, where like, I feel like I broaden my horizon when I learned Torah. Um, I just get the sense sometimes that like, if I'm fully integrated in it, then I lose a sense of like just modern like school theory science you know facts and logic and like even knowing about like emotional intelligence like you could put that in the middle of the line there to know like people skills to know how to talk handle yourself understand what the other person's trying to get across gestures body language and all that you know i'm like like we as a group we can learn so much from each other because we grew up differently like me, me and you like kind of but like Our lives are a lot different from, you know, some kid who grew up probably in, like, Texas, you know, a Christian kid, you know, like, completely different lives, you know, like. Right. So, I'm just really wondering, like, if. Ooh,
0: ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest. A very, very special guest. Welcome. I didn't get that. Could you try again? How are we doing, Eddie? <laughs> Sorry. Eddie! What's up, guys? What's up? If you don't want to, you don't have to be in it. Okay. Uh, I'll be but you're Wednesday. more than welcome to join us. You don't have time right now because I have to work to do. Okay. But on Wednesday, you're going to Wednesday with y'all? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, I mean, I'll be having Wednesday. I have class till 8, but if you do
1: after 8, I'd be so down.
0: Alright, awesome. Alright, yeah, I sure. can't wait.
1: How are you guys doing on? This is a great. What? Podcast going on. Alright, Matt. Yeah. I to listen to
0: it. <laughs> yeah. um, so you were in the middle of saying?
1: Um, I, I think I finished what I was saying. Oh. Um, actually, I, I was actually about to get to a point of something. Um, I don't know, you know, just continue, keep rolling, anything else. Yeah,
0: more, more differences that, you, that you've perceived from being out of the system.
1: Right. I mean, it's better to get a broader perception of other people's lives And again, sometimes it's good to not know what's going on everywhere because sometimes you poke your head in places you don't want to or you get a taste of something that gets addictive and you know you shouldn't be trying it, you know, like where I'm getting at here. So it's management. It's really finding a way to manage your life because you're probably going to get exposed to those things unless you're in, like... You know, some kind of Jewish community where they only use like flip phones, so there's no internet, and they're very kids, in- insular. Yeah, the kids don't have TV, so they don't know what that kind of stuff is. Like that, you know, changes your perception of life because, like, once you get that other half of perception of everything else, then that just opens up the door for so many different opportunities. A lot of risks too. Well, you know, as I see it, opportunities, um, and. For them, I mean, like, I don't really know what to say. Like, I, I don't want to judge a father and say, like, it's not a way you should raise your kid. I'm not going to say, like, that's the perfect way to keep him. It's um, <laughs> that's just, that's just kind of wild. Like, I'm just stuck on that idea that their lives are so much different than ours. Like, the dudes who don't have, like, TVs in their home. Because, like, when I say it like that, like, that puts those Jews, like, a, a level, like, kind of, like, I don't know, I feel like above I mean, us. like,
0: we're light years away from from non-Jews. Like, these guys are,
1: like, pros.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're light years away from, from non-Jews in the way our childhoods looked, and there are people in the Jewish community who are light years away from the way that we looked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, it's definitely crazy.
1: Yeah, so, um, after, uh, high school for you, you were in yeshiva your whole life? Yeah. Okay, and then you went to um, Israel?
0: Yeah. I went so, to TC. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm down to hear about that. Let's hear
0: Okay. Taurus Kion was, was phenomenal. I mean, it was. <laughs> it came at a time in my life when I really needed it. Um, you know, I, I had a rough end to high school, mm. and Taurus Kion just embraced me with open arms and. They really took good care of me, and I learned a lot there.
1: It was a lot of, like, it was a yeshiva. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and it was was a lot of good guys there? A lot of good guys. Mm. 250. Wow. Yeah, pretty big yeshiva. And so, like, why was your last year of high school not all that great?
0: I, like, I got into fights, and not, like, physical, but, like... Are humans yeah with I got into a fight with one person I love how I'm like generalizing (laughs) whatever I got into fights no I got into a fight which caused me to lose a lot of my friends and that was have you reconnected with them? some of them yeah
1: some of them yeah yeah sorry Um...
0: yeah so so TC just came at a time in my life that was absolutely needed and really helped me a lot
1: that's great. And did you get to see a lot of Israel because
0: I did. Um, I did. I'm very, very proud of the fact that I did have you ever heard of Yam Liam? Yeah. Dude, I did Yam Liam <laughs> twice.
1: No way. Yeah. <laughs> like I in the loved same it.: week you're like same time frame?
0: No, no no no. Two years in a row. You you only have like like a two week period to do it.
1: Right. It's like fifty miles or is it more?
0: Um I'll be honest, I don't know. I think it's, like, 160 kilometers.
1: It's, like, by the Canary, and it goes down to... It goes, and it goes to Tel Aviv? Or, it
0: goes from the Mediterranean to
1: the... The Canary, no? To the Canary, yeah, yeah, Yes, yeah. yeah, so, but but it, 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 does it go on the right side of the border, and then it goes across, or you could say left to right, but it goes on the left side? What city is that?
0: So yeah, I forget the name of this city. It's this. It's this like small random village in the middle of Israel.
1: Just a random place.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah but like that's the starting point of Yam Yam.
1: But like, I, it's a, it's like a known hike. Like, is that like the official like starting location? Yeah, they
0: have so they they have maps that they sell in like tourist and whatever and
1: right. stuff like that. It's like a huge trail because I did it too. You also did it. Yeah. Oh, when did you do it? I did it in two thousand sixteen when i did a trip with my friend from um high school and elementary school um we basically hit up israel for a month and oh that's amazing yeah it was just like right in between like junior sophomore junior year yeah that's so awesome yeah so
0: yeah so dude yam Yam is
1: crazy beautiful beautiful you see so much of israel all the landscapes are all
0: it's it's that's the craziest part you're literally walking so for like three days. And in three days you come across like 15 different ecosystems. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You go from like desert to mountaintop to like valley to, yeah, like, <laughs> to, I to a place rainforest. It's
1: it cold, <laughs> it's hot, it's warm. Like it's very it's green, crazy. orange. It's like. crazy. It's so
0: crazy. You know, yeah, like, wh- whoever whoever has the chance, go on Yamliam. Yam. It's fantastic.
1: Always guaranteed an amazing trip. If you're not a camper type of person, this is not your trip. <laughs> but if you're an outdoors girl, outdoors guy, whatever it is, go for it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you definitely got to be... Whew, I remember we, we showered. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Is in like two weeks before you get a shower?
0: Oh, so... You, no, no, no. You, you, so there are no showers on the trail. Oh. So what we did was...
1: We took baby wipes, <laughs> and we wiped ourselves. Oh, nah. Baby wipes. <laughs> with baby wipes. You guys, like, plastered with dirt on yourselves? Yeah, you're literally just filthy
0: from the day. You're just filthy. And, like, you could go to sleep like that and, like, whatever, but, like, something that I that I realized that, like... like you're I, a hygienic guy. <laughs> I'm a pretty hygienic guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, but, like... Real, real talk, if we don't shower one night, is it like, we're filthy? Nah. Like, dude, I definitely am going to shower every single night. Like that's a
1: strong word. That takes like three nights at least.
0: Exactly. This one day, and you are like,
1: like that. Like, that's you're just like... covered in dirt and filth and like... Okay, like, 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 like first day dirty, like if you go, then second day mad dirty, third day you're filthy you know, fourth day, you're disgusting. <laughs> Fifth day, don't even come near me. <laughs> I mean, basically. Basically, don't even come near me at the last few levels there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, dude, I mean, camping... So, yeah, we, we use baby wipes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, this brings me to connection with camping because in camp, we used to go on hikes all the time and then you get a good experience of how to hike and, you know, you know just, just being able to do cardio and being able to move for long periods of time with literally no exceptions just keep on walking walking you know like that definitely builds some great underuse. you know so all these kids got that inside of themselves when they did this yum to yum or they went to camp back in the day like getting that experience to go hike is um honestly amazing because imagine you were someone who never got the chance to see like an outdoors kind of area like if you're someone from new york City and you never had the opportunity to go to a park kind of outside of the city, you know, like, you probably don't it's, know... It's a
0: different world. Yeah. It's a different
1: world. How about I go for another card here? All right. All right. What do you want to know about someone that you've been too scared to ask? Um, what do I want to know about someone... That's like a very personal question.
0: Yeah, I know what I want to know.
1: Yeah. I want to know what
0: that person fears most. Mm. Because I have no problem. I ask people all the time. Like, oh, what are you most passionate about? You have like a number one fear though? I want to know what their number one fear is. I don't, I I think I know what my number one fear is. And I, I feel like that's a very big motivating factor in my life. And I feel like if I knew someone else's number one fear, and that's not something that you can get in the conversation, mm-hmm. then I feel like you would understand them so much more. And, like, that's something that I really want to know about other people so that I can really understand them.
1: A fear. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I think. I, I
1: think they're, they're number one fear. It's finding what spikes someone and what gets them on their toes... What gets them to you know ha- have a hunch in their back or what gets them to shrivel up you know' cause so, everyone has a different fear exactly so i
0: I feel like that that's that's the most telling thing that you can that you can get about a person without just straight up asking them
1: mhm you definitely get a lot yeah, how about you what what would you say I mean like I'm just thinking about like if I want to know something out of someone, like if I had to choose the number one thing, it would probably be like to know who's... Uh, like, I want to know the best investor out there. <laughs> <laughs> and and I want to know what stock is on his mind that is super cheap, like a small cap stock, and that's going to become like a mid-sized company soon and then build its way, you know? I mean, like, I'm just thinking on investor end because we're young guys and we got to take care of our... Yeah, 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 yeah. I
0: hear it, I hear it.
1: About fear, um, like, are you basically asking you want to know about my fear? I mean, only if you're open to sharing.
0: But, like, I I feel like knowing what somebody fears really provides nuance for what motivates them Mm. to do. So if you don't mind sharing.
1: okay. Honestly, my biggest fear is um, probably finding a girl, and I get along with her really well, and there's a lot of clicks going on between the heart to heart, and then later on, it just breaks and then it stops, um, like that. That like that's probably my biggest fear. Kind of gonna become like the lover boy type, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of it, to uh, to build a strong relationship with a girl, and then like, get that broken, like, I think that's a fear, because like, that changes your mentality. Like, whatever, I had like a small girlfriend in the past, and like, it was whatever, you know, like, I didn't get all too sad about her, like, I was young, it wasn't very long, like, it, w- it was my first experience, but like, you know, like, it wasn't the worst thing out there, like, but I'm just thinking about for the future, as I develop into like, more of like, a man, a young adult out here. You know, it's just that moment, Um, or my other biggest fear is being judged by someone else. Even though deep down, I'm never really thinking about what anyone else is saying to me. It's just like if they're if if they if they're right about something and they say something that's correct, and like I, I was wrong about something, then like I'm gonna feel like. Mm, like I should have known that you get what I'm saying like it's like s- scared to like be put on the spot for something that you know you're wrong about so like you can't really do anything about and you just want to go back in time and, and change that Um, and then you know that other thing about like a girl if that happens between you and a girl yeah
0: I hear that fascinating just another like total difference between (laughs) between you know this is between a co-ed school and a a single sex school but like Mm -hmm. I was never around girls growing up
1: Mm
0: -hmm. so that's not even like in my realm of something to fear Mm -hmm. you know you you can only you only fear something that that you believe is reasonable (laughs) and like to me that's so unreasonable that it's like why be
1: afraid (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean, like, just think about it like this. Everyone else out there, like, like, if I'm going to get on a topic, like, if you're going to go and talk to a girl out there, you know, like, if, 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 if you've never really built that many connections with any girls, then, like, it's always going to be more challenging. But then again, like, it's always going to be more fun when that chance occurs for, you know, if it's you or me or anyone else. Like, it's always great to meet, you know, new people. You know, so... Um, I kind of, like, grew up... Like, I had two older sisters in my house. And, like, I definitely got a strong sense of, like, what it's like to be, like, a like a girl. Like, you know, like, being empathetic is what I'm going to say. Is being able to know, like, put yourself in their shoes from, like, a woman's perspective. It's, like, be empathetic with them. Like, understand what they're talking about. Understand, like, how a girl sees things. Because that's kind of, like, a lot of what i got like i was like the younger brother they're like nine years like plus like two of them you're older than me and they just like are girls like they're like girls <laughs> so <laughs> so like you know like i got that so like anytime i was like at any of my friends and like their sisters or like other girls around there you know like i'm like understanding how to communicate with them um but i will say this if we're just talking about girls like girls are so different if you compare them from like a jewish school compared to like the college girls like because like they're two different audiences like they read the boys or the guys completely different so like i would engage with them in a completely different manner like fascinating Mm
0: -hmm. fascinating
1: I mean, that's all I have from experience. Like, imagine someone else saying their own experience because, like, so many different guys have so many different experiences with different girls. And, like, you know, like, <laughs> girls out here in the city, they're chilled, you know, they're cute, they're fun. I mean, it's not really that easy for us, you know, in our college to, to get connected with the girls' college. I mean, like, it happens. Like, I see them here and there, but it's not really, like, that common. Yeah. Like, it, like... The more commonality I would have would be going out, you know, some guys downtown and, like, seeing other girls that are out and about um, at, like, just, like, a party. It's nice when it's a Jewish party, too. If you got, like, the Jewish chicks that are out there partying, then that's, like, the funnest. I
0: I went to my first Jewish party. When? Um, End of last semester. Wow, let's go. Yeah.
1: What party was it? Um, (laughs) It was somebody's birthday party. I don't remember who. It was 21 for sure. It, like, it sounds like a big part.
0: No, 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 no. They turned
1: 23. Oh, this is an old year. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> they
0: turned 23. So, uh, <laughs> so funny how relativity works that like we could be like, yo, 23, that's mad old. <laughs>
1: you, um, you're 19 or 20? 20. 20. Bro, I'm 22. No way. Good yeah. Way. <laughs> and you just started college? Yeah, dude, I was in Israel for three years. Oh, that was a part of three years. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh, you were studying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so you built some strong connections there, I assume. Yes, very. That's awesome. Very. Also, oh, but now you're, you know, you went to a party. And let's hear how it went. It was, it was very nerdy. The party was a party. Was a nerdy.
0: I mean, okay, so the party itself was very nerdy because it was a bunch of YU kids. (laughs) So you know, like, how how cool can it really get? Was it a house party? Yeah, it was in somebody's apartment. Okay. Yeah. So.
1: More, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It was just. It was just very. Weird, for me. Was it more guys than girls? Or- it was
0: definitely more guys than girls. Right. But like, the fact that there were girls there was just so weird to me. I'm like, am I at a wedding? Like, what? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> First time for everything, man. Damn, wow. it's crazy. And it, so the party itself was very nerdy. I was even nerdier. I was just standing on the side, literally standing like it's this courtyard with this gate. Right. Right. That's where that's where the party was. I was just standing against the gate, like you know looking around, whatever. Just checking out the party. Just checking out the party. Totally sober.
1: Was everyone else there drinking up? Yeah,
0: everyone was. I mean, not everyone was drinking, but there was a lot of drinking. All right. Yeah, yeah. but, like, I had, like, a test the next day, so I was, like, staying sober. Ah, she had the (laughs) grit.
1: So... I mean, look, bro. I mean, I'm sure any girl, she's the one to talk to you. I mean, look here, I'm talking to you, and if I had to give a suggestion out there, I would say it's a great idea. <laughs> Marketing, baby. <laughs> uh, but uh, anything else on your mind, like on uh, you know, on on that specific scenario that we're talking about, like kind of like branching out and, and meeting, you know, nice girls to talk to, good sociable people. Um. So I mean, I'm gonna start dating soon. So like, you like, know, I'm, like a range. Like, are you are you gonna do the Shidduchim? Shidduchim. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I mean, that's the way that I see it is that it's basically a Jewish dating app, mm. right? It's like you input your information, the database searches for a a, a reasonable match, and then they match you up. Like, it's basically just a Jewish dating app. Like, do you know what the person looks
1: like before you're going
0: to act? So it depends. Them? It depends on, like, you know, you can ask for it. Some people give it right away. Tot- total, like, total spectrum there. There are some people who would say that putting a picture on it is, like, it's, like, the worst thing. And then there are people who say, like, what do you mean? If you don't have a picture,
1: then how are you supposed to go out with them? Right. <laughs> but, so, then, like, but then, like like it, it, like, is that reasonable because, like, Okay, like talking about looks, like however you want your girl to look, I mean like everyone has a different preference for what they like, just like they have a different preference for what, what kind of guy they like. Right, so so the the idea is to
0: mitigate the effect of looks as much as possible because this is thinking like long term. This is not casual dating, this is dating for a lifelong partner. Right. But you so like, like you know, like attracted to them. So you, you have to be. there. There's an actual halacha that you have to be attracted to your wife, mm-hmm. to your spouse. Um, there's an actual halacha that you have to be, which is why you have to meet in person at least. Th- think about like mm-hmm. old school r- r- uh, arranged marriages. They didn't meet each other. They met each other under under the wedding canopy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, they, they, they didn't meet each other. So that's why in Jewish law, you, you actually have to meet your wife beforehand to actually make sure that a, you like the way she is, and B, you like the way she looks.
1: Good stuff, man. I mean, that's, that's a great way to engage and learn, connect, talk to girls. Yeah. And maybe so, meet a great one, you know. Hopefully. Merit But, like, yeah,
0: it's basically just just a Jewish dating app. Yeah, it's like uh, Hinge
1: and... Um,
0: exactly. Hinge, whatever, Bumble. Bumble whatever, oh, and any of those, awesome. any of those ones.
1: Tinder, maybe. I mean, J-Date.
0: J-Date. And- yeah, I I don't know, like, the, the mechanics of these different dating sites. I've never been on them. So, I, like, uh, so, like, I, I don't know to say, like, oh, yeah, more of a Tinder and less of a Bumble.
1: But, like. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll tell you from experience, it's kind of weird using the app. Like, every single time, like, I've met, you know, like, a girl, like, it's always been like through a different person it's always been through like a jewish setting because that's always what i've been through or it was a public school setting like that was like a different case but when i went on my program it was everyone on the jewish program um even though like you know like you walk around like tel aviv and stuff and like you know like (laughs) you check out the region and you you know you you do a quick comparison with the country to country and you're like (laughs) Am I moving or not? <laughs> but no, no. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, I mean, that was a complete joke. It, it was just like, you know, because, like, you go on the beach, and, like, if you're, if you're someone who never been out and about, you know, from your, like, neighborhood growing up, then you'd be like, whoa, like, this is, like, paradise. Like, you know, like, they got drinks, they're playing all these different sports, you know. Dude, like the paddle ball. They pound paddle ball. <laughs> what is that? Dude, that game is insane. Yeah. The game is wild, but, like, at, like you
0: see it once in a while in the States. Bro, Israel, every five feet, there's a game going. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then you got soccer going on a lot, or the hacky sack. Hacky sack also, but the paddle ball. Dude. <laughs> Dude, that, that, it's skill, man. It's, it's, it's crazy cool skill. <laughs> it's um, a crazy skill. Yeah, you know, so... Um, I'll tell you, you know, a little bit about growing up or just living in Israel for nine months. That was a dope journey. I explored the country with a big group of people, um, met some great guys, kids from L.A., Texas, Florida, uh, you know, Chicago and Massachusetts and all around, like a bunch of great guys. And then you also had, um, what's it called, a bunch of British kids who were on the program, too, which is cool, because they combined the American and British, put them in Israel together.
0: That's really cool.
1: Yeah, and met some cool people there, too. Um, it's I mean, it, it's really just about, like, building friendships, if you really think about it. Like, it, in my point of view, that whole entire program, I was just building relationships, getting better at just talking to people, and being able to go out and take care of yourself. It's kind of what it is, like, the parents... In America, all the Jewish mothers are like, all right, go off for a year, give me a break, I'm chill now. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's funny that you bring that up because I, I believe that that may
0: be friendship may be one of the most important points, if not the point, of going to any sort of post high school Israel program.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's not what you learn there. Because let's be real, how much can you learn in a year, two, three? It's setting up you could learn a lot, but compared to what you can learn in 60 years, 70 years. That's a full life. Exactly. So the idea is that it's building the relationships around you that'll keep that lifestyle going.
1: Right, it's all determined about how are you gonna you know keep continuing to build more relationships, build stronger ones with the with the current ones? Or, you know, s- someone else out there, I'm sure, in the world that has been a kind of a quiet type of person who has not, you know, met that many people and are more of a independent, interpersonal type of person, you know, because you got all different types of kids out there, so. But uh, I feel like if, if, like, you believe in the concept of, like, you know, friendship, just building a relationship with a guy, a girl, you know, with your family, um, like, that's really where it's at. It's, uh, you got to build build.
0: Yeah, I I, I forget where this statistic came from, but I remember reading, it was a pretty credible place, um, that we are the statistical statistical average of the five people that we are closest to. That is who we are,
1: Mm -hmm. which is like a crazy thing to think about. I always get tripped out by that question because then I like dive even deeper and then I say, all right, who am I? You know, like if I'm surrounded by like my roommates and you and then I combine it all together and then I say like, who am I? You know, that really puts you into perspective. No,
0: so I mean, I mean like, like the five people that not you're physically surrounded by, but the five people that you are around the most.
1: Your whole entire life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You are the
1: sum total of them. Yeah, like your combination of, of your influencers, your role models. Your
0: exactly, friends. exactly. And that's just like it's crazy to th- it's crazy to think on so many, you know, perspectives that like it's only 5 people. But at the same time, it's 5 people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You hear what I'm saying? Like I could easily hear that that statistic going like both ways, like, oh yeah, you're the statistical average of a million people.
1: But it might be three people for some.
0: I I, I don't know. I I the one number that I read that was 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 five.
1: I mean, like, what if someone's in a house, they're just growing up around eight different siblings. Right. So it's it's the five that they're closest with. You're not equally close with
0: all your siblings.
1: Right, but like, why top five? Like, you're just saying, okay, I, I could choose the top four,
0: or I could choose top three. So, for some reason, just th- the way that it works out, that the amount of time that you spend with the top five people, on average, that much influences you.
1: I feel like that could be adjusted, like, that specific. But.
0: It, it could be adjusted if you hang out with three people for the same amount of time, I guess, technically. I, I'm, I'm not sure if it's no, but, yeah, time but, exposure or, or just number of people. Like, if a but, kid has three,
1: three really good friends or four really good friends, then he's going to become a lot more like those three other friends. And if he had four different friends, then he'd become a little bit less of each, but he would still become a part of all four.
0: I hear that. Yeah.
1: So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to do some more research into it. That's interesting, because the less people you have, you're going to get to know a lot more about each other, and the more people you have, you're going to get a lot less time to know about each other like like let's just say me and then there's four different guys and i build a really strong relationship with one and there's one guy who i don't really talk to and then there's two guys who i kind of talk to the same it's like the first guy like out like if if you're gonna ask him like who would he value more in the relationship like i don't know why i'm saying this but like if someone had that question like there's always going to be like that kind of nip of a connection between you and someone else like you're going to have a stronger or less strong connection with someone that you know. You, you So, like, I just don't really understand how five is a number. I mean, if you say, if, I mean, look. I don't know. That was the number I read. <laughs> All right. Like, if that's the number, then that's the number. So, I can't yeah. really argue with that too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up again after, after the podcast. Um, yeah, but it, it's just crazy. And... Th- not that I think about it, I think that's another reason why I started this podcast. i w- The reason that I told myself was that I wanted to have interesting conversations with interesting people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wanted to have as many as I could. Right. But now that I think about it, it's not just having the conversation, but it's spending the time with them, getting the influence from them. And I because i I truly believe in the in the in the maxim, of Chazal Ezu halomin who is wise one who learns from, every, from everybody so I genuinely think that there is something to learn from everybody and it's not just that I want to have conversations with all these different people I want to learn from all these different people
1: mm. that's a very strong concept bro thank you I'm fully with it too I agree with it I'm on the same boat too I think that's 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 a strong value to carry with you your whole life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you. You wanna pick
1: another card? Yeah, let's go for it. What would it take to remove the biggest obstacle between you and your goals?
0: What would it take?
1: I would say like Shotgun, that could definitely do some damage. What do you think?
0: I would say fear. Specifically, fear of what others think of me. Mm. I think that I'm pursuing a lot of things in my life right now that took a lot of. (laughs) Huevos. <laughs>
1: dedicated
0: time. Yeah, it took a lot of huevos to 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 like to get me to do it. Um, and I just really hope that I don't ever get scared of doing them. Like, I would say that's that's the biggest obstacle.
1: Do you have any specifics on your mind?
0: I mean, this podcast is an easy one. <laughs> you know, I'm mad nervous what people are gonna think of this, but. I'm doing it anyways, and I, I I think that the biggest obstacle is not relapsing into that fear.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's mean, so easy to. It's easy to fall into the fear. Yeah, and it's strong to catch yourself and understand where the fear is. Being able to acknowledge that a hundred percent and not falling into the fear, I think, is a huge sense of being able to control your emotions, like fear is is like it's like a side of someone you know happiness is another side of someone someone's angry side someone's sad side someone's whatever uh, submissive side like I don't know like what other kind of emotion emotional direction you can fall into but fear is definitely um, it's a huge one because it's something that you don't know something that you're intimidated by something that you're just yeah Okay, that. So what would you say? What's the question? Oh, the card.
0: Yeah. What would it take to remove the biggest obstacle between you and your goals?
1: Um Like what would it take as in like what's gonna stop me from getting in between me and my goals?
0: I guess. I guess. Or it could be what what would it take to overcome those goals?
1: To overcome those obstacles. To overcome the obstacles. Okay. Um, I don't really know how to answer this man I mean like like, my goals right now are to like finish up college and so what do you see as being the biggest obstacle to that finals
0: probably alright how are you going to get over finals by studying it's my boy
1: yeah it's so only way we know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean like my other real goal is I'm really trying to get good at investing and it's just really difficult when market is trading like past couple weeks choppy conditions is the word I would use literally just you know like volatility Fascinating how control. it's comparable to a sea. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have whales you have, you have you know currents and you know, the waves, the size of the waves, you know, that's a, you know 10% versus 20%. You know, like the waves all come in different sizes. Um, but yeah, I just want to give, like, my goal is obviously to start making money. And, like, you know, I've to try to make this much by that much. And, like, I did it a couple times and I just didn't get there yet. And it, it's, like, really tough. Um, so the only thing that's going to stop me from actually doing it is um, if I get a, like a full-time job, then I have to dedicate all my time to a full-time job, and then I can only do so much with that end of the spectrum. Um, the only thing that can get in my way is... I mean, man, I don't think there's anything stopping me right now. Yeah! <laughs> That's right! That's it. That's right! I'm made. Same for you, bro. You know, like there's nothing stopping you right now. Yeah. There's nothing in your way. Yeah. You know, I gotta say, the desks at school, like, you know, if anyone in the YU department hears this and, and, and you're able to facilitate something for this, I don't care how much it costs, we pay enough. It's got some new desks going on in the classroom <laughs> because the freaking desks, bro. Like I, I can't feel my back for every other hour that I'm in there. And every time I try to move around, and it's like shaking. I could barely even fit myself on there, and I'm not even a big guy, bro. I'm not even <laughs> a big guy pulling up on there, like, like, like these, like this dude who's in my class. He's like six, like four or five. I think he's on the basketball team, and the dude is just ginormous. Like I don't know how he handles sitting in the desk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Alright, definitely, definitely you know, a a, a point.
1: <laughs> right. I mean Alright, so what else we got here? Yeah. What compliments do you struggle to believe?
0: Ooh. I like this one. What compliments do you struggle to receive? I know. What is it? Do you have an idea? Not really. Do you struggle to receive compliments?
1: A little bit, yeah. Like, sometimes, like, I just don't like, like, I'm just like, in my head, don't mention it or, like, no reason to say it. You know, like, if there's someone who... Well like, like, someone's if I cook a really good dish and, like, my friends are saying, like, yo, like, this is fire. And, like, I don't know if sometimes I just don't know how to respond. Am I supposed to... Because, like, I hate falling into, like, an egotistical, like, image and saying, like, yeah, you damn right. Like, I, <laughs> I did all that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be like that. I'm trying to just, like, be like, yeah, I mean, you know, this is my food, you know. Just come and try it. It's some good stuff. And you'll be satisfied. But I'm just not trying to be, like, all braggy. Because... I hear that. I hear that. But I'm thinking about it now. And it's, like, it's
0: such a fascinating mental gymnastics that we do that we tell ourselves that we're not we're not sufficient enough or capable of receiving compliments Mm -hmm. it's it's mind-boggling to think that (laughs) Mm -hmm. that like we're just we don't like it you would think that that is like that's secretly what we all crave we all crave compliments yeah and yet for some reason when they come We can't accept it.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about, like, like, us individuals, because, like, I feel like, no offense to, like, you know, any big stars out there, but there's a lot of stars who suck in all the smiles and happy faces all they can, you know, where it kind of comes to a point where it's like, you know, like, whoa, like, a person who lives that life, like, It's not like they're, like I don't want to say they're full of themselves because that's what the media wants from them like they're just like, you know like, I don't want to say like sucking like the life like out of you but it's like they feed on that energy so because like I'm not like you know walking around and like you know you got everyone saying like compliment after compliment you know like you'll receive a compliment every now and then for doing something nice or cool. But it's like, you got all these other guys out there who receive, like, so much momentum and so much attention all at once, where, like, that's just hard to comprehend. Like, how would you comprehend that, like, if you had a bunch of people complimenting you over and over again?
0: I mean, I do. I have my parents. Ah. Shout out to my parents for being the most supportive parents in the game.
1: Oh, God bless, bro. Well, <laughs> the parents, dude. I mean, who doesn't love the parents?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's great. It really means a lot. That's great. That's great, bro. What about, like, a big crowd? Or, like, do you feel comfortable getting compliment after compliment, like, hundreds of times if it was in a span of just a couple days or something like that?
0: Probably not.
1: You wouldn't like it.
0: Probably not, yeah. Now that I think about
1: it, overwhelming? It, it would probably be overwhelming. What if it was text?
0: It would still be overwhelming. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating.
1: (laughs) There's always a lesson to be learned from everything. You know, like... Like, if I'll be open about it, like... Maybe, like, my weakness sometimes is, like... If I'm interacting with, like, a job scene... And, like, if, if I got the job, like... I'd be, like, shy if I was doing good work and I were, you know, to ask for a raise. Like, you know, before it even happens, like, I'm kind of in that position where I'm, like... I, I just read a book about this. It's called No More Mr. Nice Guy by
0: Robert Glover. And, yeah, it takes and se- okay, yeah, he, he, he talks about how we've, we've raised a generation of men who are not men. Now, I don't... I, I, I just mean that, that they're, they're afraid to ask for a raise, they're afraid to move out. They're afraid to go to college. They're afraid to... They're just afraid.
1: Mm-hmm. fear of the unknown. Yeah. How do we comprehend this?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Lack of... Male role models?
1: I mean... Do you have male role models?
0: I do now, yeah.
1: Are they great at all? <laughs> I mean, they're
0: role models, so yeah, they're great.
1: <laughs> sweet, sweet. So, growing up in, where is it again, Boca? Miami. Miami, okay. Miami. I mean, you didn't get a lot of interactions with, like, outdoor events and all like it's more just like yeshiva background and all yeah okay alright well what have you done in New York in your first semester I mean going into your second I mean start jotting down some ideas get something going
0: yeah so I mean you know I feel like I say this a million times every single podcast, but I started this podcast. Um, <laughs> no,
1: no, it's great. It, it's great to mention it. This is a beautiful, you know, scenery to get together and talk about ideas. Right?
0: I I I seriously feel like like the microphone and the camera does something to the conversation that it just animates it so much more.
1: No, yeah, it's fully animated for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. How long is this whole thing? Like, like, are are they the the two hours or?
0: I mean, we've been going for an hour and twenty minutes.
1: Okay, nice. So, call a bathroom break. We can call a bathroom break. All right. And do you keep this part in the podcast? Or you can probably cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably keep it in. <laughs> All right. professional.
0: For the Oreos. Bark mm. to bit of ASMR.
1: I took an Oreo. Oh, go it's fine. You all more? No, nah, I'm fine. Honestly, eat the rest. You gotta get soft my hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Are you sure about this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting an offer for another one. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. Right. Can we like pause it for a sec? Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah.
0: Like for a couple of minutes?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, how am I going to do that?
1: And, like, obviously, like, you could cut out maybe some, like, little parts like this now.
0: Nah, I'm going to keep this in.
1: (laughs) Nah, come on, you got to cut this out. (laughs)